Hi everyone. I just want to give a little shout out that Business Barn Raising is now open for the year. This time around, we are really focusing on helping people who have been interested in incorporating hippotherapy into their practice get started. And the most important things to get started really are focusing on your practice location, getting all the systems in place that you are going to need to provide services. Those are things like insurance and contracts. And finally, finding the clients that you need to run your practice. And in Business Barn Raising, we cover all of these areas, both in lesson content format as well as supported coaching calls. So if you think this is something that might be helpful to you, be sure to reach out and get signed up. We will be starting in June. Hello and welcome to the Animals and Aquatics podcast. I'm Ryan Bunting, Certified Occupational Therapy Assistant, and today we're going to be talking about transitioning into sessions in the pool, some of the things that we've encountered, and some of the strategies that we've used to help us out in our sessions. Working with pediatric populations in any setting can be that initial transition into the session can be a struggle. You don't really know what state that your client is arriving in. Uh, you don't know how much they had to eat before they got there, if they had enough sleep the night before, if they've been cooped up all day and they're just full of energy. It can be a, it can be a challenge uh, and it can be an adventure. One of the things that we did to decrease both the parent's uncertainty uh, and anxiety level and offer some familiarization for the client as well. So we actually filmed a video going uh, as we would, were driving into the facility and then where we would park and the path that we would walk to get up to the pool uh, so that A, the parents knew exactly where they were going and had a bit more familiarity with that and B, so that the client could actually see the the process uh, so they could sequence it in their mind if they were in the car and, and driving there they they had an expectation of what was going to happen next and then also uh, they could see inside the facility itself and they could see what that was going to look like and then we did a short greeting video from us so that you know, we weren't complete strangers when they got there and we found that to be helpful for both the parents and the kiddos before we even get into the session, uh, during screening, we, we ask uh, some questions that relate to the client's comfort level with the pool and uh, their skill level, and just so we can have an expectation of what materials we need to have on hand to provide assistance if they need it, and so we can be ready so that transition can be in, as quick and smooth as possible. Obviously, having the materials set up for each client uh, so that it's easy to set out and then put away quickly in between uh, sessions so there's nothing left out that anybody can get into and maybe get distracted and then uh, also looking at the how busy is the facility that you're going to be working in you know is it a, a public setting where there's a lot of swimmers is the client that you're working with have any social concerns. So really you want to holistically look at the client and see what barriers of participation might that area might provide that you might have to work around. Um, so you can anticipate, before you even meet the client, you can anticipate what issues may be presented and, and then how you can work around those. 
Another recommendation that we make to parents is that the client come dressed with a, a bathing suit underneath their street clothes. This way um, they can get changed over as quickly as possible and ready for the session. Uh, knowing where the restrooms are, the locker rooms, and being able to tell the parents so that before they even come onto the pool deck, they're as ready to go as possible also helps in smooth transitions initially into the session. When we first meet clients, we really try to present with low social demands. I try not to even ask, how are you doing anymore? When I'm first meeting a client, it's usually like a quick compliment. Hey, I like your you know, I like your shoes you're wearing today or, or something to just put them at ease a little bit, but not really asking anything from them. Um, and then maybe a quick word to mom or dad and say, hey, how are we doing today? Are we good? And then from there, it's really just a invitation to participate in the pool. We always have a activity ready to go outside of the pool just in case the client needs a few minutes to maybe warm up and get going but for some clients you really want to steer them into the session as quickly as possible um, because otherwise they get distracted. You know I'm thinking about our, our kids who are on the spectrum. It can be dangerous if they start getting distracted and, and, and following their own lead if they get you know, self-directed in the pool environment then that can be uh, dangerous so we want to make sure to keep them safe and sometimes the safest thing to do is get them into the pool as quickly as possible. With that being said we have access to a stairwell uh, that's made out of PVC. We use that for everybody <clears throat> regardless of you know, physical ability and we've actually found that that's been a very helpful tool for that initial transition because if I am working with a kid who just doesn't want to get in the water um, for whatever reason that day, you know, we never force the issue, but what I'll do is I'll in encourage, oftentimes the way I'll do it is we'll do an activity on the side of the pool. Uh, we have something called a watermelon, which is a big rubber ball that you fill up with water and it, it becomes neutral buoyant when it's full of water. It's great for heavy work for the little ones because they can pick it up and they can thump it down in the water. And it's got um, not only that heavy work involved, but there's also the, the audio sensory aspect to it where you hear the water bloop and, you know, and the splashing of the water. A, a lot of kids really enjoy that. And so what we'll do is, for example, is a few repetitions of that on the side of the pool, just thumping it down and I'll be in the water and hand it back up. And then when I think they're ready, I'll take it and I'll say, okay, let's do it over on the stairs now. And we'll, we'll move over towards the stairs and I'll get them one step at a time if need be. You know, if we, we go by degrees just to get them into the water. And then before you know it, um, they're in, in the pool and having fun and we're into our session. Um, and sometimes it's just that they need that initial uh, bit of regulation. They need, they need, you know, something, right? As as therapists, we're always trying to play detective and figure out where the client is at and what it is that they need, and also helping them to learn to listen to that and, and carry that over. You know, we always operate on a uh, level of invitation, never, never force a session into the pool. However, there are things that we do to encourage and, and help the client. So with that, you know, we also want to look at the sensory needs versus the environment. 
we look at things like lighting, right? I mean, we're trained as OTs to look at lighting in terms of fall risks, but also in the sensory realm. How is the lighting in the space affecting the client? You also look at the visual perceptual. If they're coming from a confined space, such as a hallway, into a wide open space, and all of a sudden their visual field opens up, that's another thing to, to consider. So all of those things really factor into that initial transition and understanding what the client might be going through or what they're experiencing. Again, we look at the physical performance versus the environment. So I mentioned that we use a PVC ladder that we drop into the pool. And so if you have clients either that are older or uh, have a condition such as uh, cerebral palsy, this can also be very, very useful for smoothing that transition safely into the environment. One thing that we've been working on is uh, setting up a portable snoozeland room for our clients with autism spectrum disorder to assist them not only into that initial transition, but also as the session went on. So having things in the, a small pop-up tent that have, uh, we're looking at things like fairy lights or the interactive tap lights, maybe some squishy inflatable things and, and seating. We were thinking about beanbag chairs, but the issue with that, again, we're in an aquatic environment, so anything that we bring in there could potentially get wet, and then we have to worry about drying it out or it gets moldy and not something anybody wants to deal with. So we've been trying to figure out some workarounds on that. Uh, the other glaring issue with this idea is electricity uh, because we are near a pool the a lot of the things that we want uh, are kind of hard to find battery operated so we are troubleshooting that but you get the idea it's in, in an uncontrolled environment we're offering a controlled space that has some of the sensory elements that they would find either stimulating or calming and that's another just an interesting tool that we're we're exploring right now that I thought I would share with you. The initial transition into a pool session can be challenging, but if you learn a bit about your client and prepare them as best as you can by familiarizing them with what to expect, where to go and what to do, as well as giving them some ideas of how to dress and where the facilities are, you can alleviate some of the anxiety and help them transition into it. And if you understand the environment that you're working in, then you can see what some of the pitfalls might be that are presented by the environment and can plan to overcome those. You know, just like any other therapy session, a lot of our success depends on how well we prepare beforehand and uh, make sure that our materials are organized and we have a plan A, B, and potentially C. So thank you for joining me today. I hope that you found this useful for generating some ideas for your next session. And I will see you next time.